0: the gospel of luke uh, the the 24th chapter in verse uh, 49 here and so hear these words so christ says and see i am sending upon you what my father promised so stay here in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high so he's telling the disciples and the people who are following just go to jerusalem Stay in the city. They're they're unnerved. They're rattled, and just stay together in this community till you receive direction. Till you receive guidance from the from the Spirit there. And then, if we move ahead to the, the Book of Acts, we can see their response to Jesus's uh, counsel there to, to go into the city and to um, and wait and receive this power from on high. So then they return, and this is from Acts 1, chapter 12. Uh, Then they returned to Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey away. When they had entered the city, they went to the room upstairs where they were staying. Peter and John and James and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, and James, the son of Alphaeus, and Simon the Zealot, and Judas, the son of James. All of these were constantly devoting themselves to prayer, together with certain women, including Mary, the mother of Jesus, as well as his brothers. <clears throat> and I remember reading that one time, just as a little side note, someone was shocked <laughs> when the scripture said something about uh, Jesus and his brothers. They're like, what? Jesus had brothers? And like, yes, he had a family. And uh, so all these people, have gathered in Jerusalem in the upper room uh, to pray and to worship, to, to share meals. And, and this is a, a direction given to us as well, to, to find our upper room, to find that upper room where as a community we can, we can pray and, and draw strength from one another and to know that we are not alone. And it's particularly challenging d- during the days of COVID here Uh, because we have to find new ways of being together while we're separated. And so uh, the question I'd like to ask all of us is, where are your upper rooms? Uh, Traditionally, where have your upper rooms been? And maybe you have a few new upper rooms since the uh, pandemic started here. So where are your upper rooms? And so let's just take a a few moments to, to pray and to reflect on that, let us pray. It's always um, good to, to read scripture. And, and we might initially just read it for information and, and take some of it literally. And, and certainly with Jerusalem and the upper room, they're, they're actual places. But then we can move beyond the, the surface and realize that Jerusalem and the upper room are also uh, metaphors and symbols as well. And, and when I was thinking about the the upper rooms in my life, it's kind of ironic that a lot of my upper rooms are church basements <laughs> down below, and just meeting for for meals and prayer groups and uh, a men's group. And, and so uh, for me, quite often the the upper room has been a, a church basement, and it's usually kind of smelly and danky. And but it's also been just a very holy place, a, a sacred place to to gather and. support and discuss things so does anyone have any uh ideas about some of your upper rooms and that you've had in your life or or maybe that you well uh father uh, ron rollheiser he just says that perhaps no picture in scripture and he wrote this in 2014 captures where we are today more than this image of a very substantial and also a very frightened faith community after Jesus uh, departs and he he ascends into heaven and so they gather in an upper room in in Jerusalem and they're there they're 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 gathered in faith but they're also very fearful and uncertain what the future lies ahead what what lies ahead for them it's incredible just to imagine this picture of all these people of faith gathered in this room and I don't it would not have been a big room. And there's quite a few people there. It's a very humble setting, very unassuming in Jerusalem. And we know that Peter is there. And just to refresh your memory, Peter is the one uh, Jesus says, you're the rock that the church is gonna be built on. He's the one that walks on water, then he panics and he sinks and and Jesus lifts him up from drowning. Peter is the one who denies and, and abandons Jesus. There's John and and there's James, all the disciples and Andrew and Philip and Thomas and, and Bartholomew and Matthew and James and Simon. So all the original disciples are there. And there's also quite a few women in the upper room as well. And I think this is really important. It's a very inclusive community and it's a gathering. And Mary the mother of Jesus is there. It's just incredible. Think about all these people of great faith and they have their fear gathered together under one roof in this upper room. And Jesus's brothers are there as well. So it's kind of a, a who's who of the pillars of our, our faith together in one room. And the world has been shaken. They're uncertain. But they're still clinging to their faith and they need direction, they need support, they need one another so they can have the strength to move on and to move out of that room and into the world that that we still live in today. As Rollheiser says, the men and women, they are frightened for their future and they are huddled together in fear. But they are there together to support one another even though they have confusion and uncertainty. And, they're, and in faith, they gather in faith despite their fears, despite their anxiety, and despite their worries. And I believe this is what we uh, are continuing to do today with so many things being uncertain in our, our world. You know, it'd be wonderful if we could meet in person in church, but we'll do what we can do. And it's taken me a long time, a few months or longer, to see Zoom as a gathering. (laughs) That Zoom can actually be a portal, an upper room for us, where we can love and support and forgive and cherish and lift one another up. But it has become an upper room experience for me and hopefully for, for you as well. It's a place where we can collect ourselves and support one another where we can share meals together, where we can share, talk about our lives, our highs and our lows, and we can devote ourselves in prayer to God and sing songs and share our sacred stories with one another. And so the original disciples, they have gathered in this upper room, and they are waiting. They're waiting from power on high power that each of us have with us today but we sometimes forget that it's all within us and why are they meeting in this inconspicuous room upstairs in jerusalem and at the end of luke the gospel of luke jesus says stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high so they go to one of their sacred places and they're waiting and praying and seeking direction from on high, being clothed in that grace. And at the beginning of Acts, we we read how they respond to that, to that counsel. They say they entered into Jerusalem and they went to the room upstairs where they were staying. And they are uncertain, they are fearful, they are shaken, and they do not know what to do. And I think this is important for us to remember because we think sometimes as a people of faith that we're supposed to have all the answers and know exactly what we're supposed to do. (laughs) Well, my experience, God speaks to us, but it's not always really loud. And we just have to be very still to kind of discern the direction or the next step. And it always seems that it involves waiting and waiting. And hopefully we can wait with, with trust. I can't tell you the number of times since the pandemic has started that I said, this too shall pass, this too shall pass. And so we wait, but we are waiting actively. We're still continuing to build community and love and to forgive and restore and to affirm that we're all blessed children of God. And we have beauty within us and all around us. And all these things happen when we go into that upper room together. And like today, we're all in separate rooms, but we're completely connected with one another. That's amazing to think about. I think we have people, uh, you can help me if I get this wrong. I think we have people from South Texas all the way to Montana today. (laughs) And we're all connected by that spirit of God, giving us that direction, giving us strength and confidence to move on. Peter Moran, he he started the Catholic Workers Movement with uh, Dorothy Day. And he said, when we don't know what to do, keep going to meetings. Because Pentecost happened at a meeting. Pentecost happened at a faith meeting. All these pillar of faith are gathered in that room in Jerusalem. And Jesus' words to them, the counsel he gives them there at the end of Luke, and to us today as well return to our jerusalem just a metaphor here return to jerusalem into our faith dream return to our hopes and to the promises of god return to the peace and go and wait with one another in the upper room and for me that seems so much what we're doing even though we're active and some of us are still working our jobs But we are waiting in our upper rooms together. We return to our our faith dreams and those promises. That this too shall pass, that we will all be one. And we're moving through this as one. And so what is the upper room? Maybe you shared uh, these upper rooms in your life, these places of comfort and peace. And where is it? Where do we find Strength and hope, and forgiveness, and love, and community. And I think this is what this Zoom meeting is about. About us living together in community. We're from different places around the, the country right now, but we gather together to support one another, to cherish one another, to validate our value and worth, not only for us gathered here, but for everyone outside these four walls of this meeting. It's an upper room. Hopefully it's an upper room experience for us. And so our upper rooms, as we have mentioned, have many shapes and many dimensions. Like I said, many of my upper rooms have happened in church basements and they've all been smelly. And (laughs) I remember a kid, I call him a kid, but he's in his mid thirties. And he went to our church as a young child, and he came back into the fellowship hall. And the very first thing he said, he hadn't been in the church for 30 years, he goes, this smells the same. (laughs) But it was a familiar feeling, even a familiar smell to him. That was your nephew, by the way, Dennis Whipple, (laughs) who said that. (laughs) He goes, it smells the same, (laughs) but it's a, a sacred place and a holy place. You know, our upper rooms during different times of our life have been Sunday school classes, vacation Bible school, meals and potlucks and and book studies and Bible studies, religious retreats at different places from the Ghost Ranch to the Peace Whisper up in Cortez and the Benedictine Center. uh, Women and men praying in church basements and, and sanctuaries and praying in kitchens and monasteries all across the world. All these upper rooms just thriving and supporting one another. Our centering prayer groups, our prayer shawl knitting group, youth groups. We've taken our youth on these Sierra Service Project trips to different places around the U.S., from South Central Los Angeles to the Navajo Nation. <clears throat> the trips we have taken to New Orleans after Katrina, the bridge shelter in Cortez. The work we've done on the Navajo Nation with the pandemic, providing firewood and uh, cleaning supplies. All these places can evolve into upper rooms. All these activities and the things we do in our faith circles put us into that upper room experience. And as Kathleen said, it can be anywhere. And that's the beauty of of grace. It can happen anywhere anywhere. Any place that we find a sacred, holy place, a sacred space where we share and receive God's grace. And very much like those unnerved early disciples, Peter and the mother and Mary, the mother of Jesus, we go to the upper room to be renewed, to be recharged, to be transformed, to bless. And to be blessed, to support and to build community, to be anchored in God's grace, in God's love, in God's compassion. And much like those early disciples, we need the grace and the power from on high to continue on. We need that spirit for guidance and for strength. Pentecost is that gift of the Holy Spirit. And it happens in a community, just like the community gathered here at this moment. And it doesn't, it could happen, I, I suppose, in, in solid in, a, in a, you know, as an individual, but it's mainly happens in community, where we're praying together, sharing our life story together, and reaffirming one another. And so our challenge today, and I think all of us have experienced especially since the, the pandemic opened up. And it's always been a struggle for us uh, in a country that values individualism over uh, community. <clears throat> it's a struggle for us to continue to find our upper rooms because many of them have been shut down <clears throat> and for good reasons as well, such as our church sanctuary and our, our fellowship hall, and those spaces where we have had the experience of what it must have been like. To be in that upper room where communities gather to affirm, to support, and to love one another. So we need to reinvent and to find new upper rooms during this pandemic. It's good to hear that all of you have found those those spots in, in your communities, in your homes, and say, this is a place where I can enter into the holy." we do so surrounded by the cloud of witnesses and we have that spirit guiding us to a better place to that hope and that peace and my prayer for all of us here today especially as we enter into the Advent season next week is that we do find hope and peace and joy in love in the upper room together not as individuals, but we'll do this together as one. Not just this Zoom meeting, but maybe we can all, this year, we'll, we'll all have our own Advent candles. And we can light them together and we can look at those candles during the, during the week. To remind us that hope, peace, and joy, and love is with us and is coming into our world. And this is enough. So may we go to Jerusalem together. And may we wait with one another in our upper rooms. And may we be clothed in love and strength and direction from on high. Amen.